everyone. Welcome to Thailand Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin, and I'm one of your other hosts. Um, in this podcast, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And we're going to add a new thing. We are. Right now, that is suddenly relevant, and it's going to be a thing that we do from now on. We are recording this on... Well, it is technically June 13th, Mm -hmm. but June 12th for you, 2021. Yep. Um, It's important for you to know that. Because? (laughs) Because this is the first time we've had to go back and record something that takes place before stuff we've already recorded. Yes, and here's the best part about that, James. You want to know why? Because literally the first episode where we ever had to record something, and I pitched to you a need for a spoiler alert, that episode comes out after this one. So now I have to do that same segment that I recorded (laughs) earlier than this, but will come out after this. See, this is why timelines are confusing, right? So now we have to talk about it again. This is a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, y'all, and we we now have time. it listed on our spreadsheet that we give a we give a one year timer. Yes. We're counting down one year, so um, from when it right. aired. So starting June 9th, twenty twenty two, this will no longer be a spoiler. Right. Um. So we are talking about the year fifteen forty nine. Why that year? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for this is fortunately, and thank you, Loki. Uh, one of the times we don't need to play why that year. Excuse me, sorry. Why that year? Thank you. Thank you. Um, sorry, I, I spelled it wrong. Um, this is from Loki, uh, season one, episode one, uh, which was called "Glorious Purpose." Uh, you're going to start at 12 minutes and 16 seconds, and you're going to stop at 15 minutes and nine seconds. Uh, this episode was released on June 9th, 2021. So, like three days ago. Yeah. So, I mean, quite literally, this is going to be an interest. We watched the episode and immediately there was a message of, well, we've got to record this week. Like, we, <laughs> we've got to get this episode together, like, now. Because there's only right. one we episode. We have one episode recorded. Yeah. There's only yeah. one episode between, between this one. now and when this yeah. one comes out. Yeah. Um, and also, what that's going to mean is that some of the significance of what we're going to talk about oh today God. might not be clear to us. We don't know for sure why this is necessarily important or if right, it is important. So we can't really play why that date because right now we kind of don't really know. Well, we, we know well, now why that date is, is why did they pick that specific date in the timeline right. on, the, on the MCU yeah. wiki. This, they gave us the time, right. the date. Um, so I don't know, but... As we'll see, I don't know what they're referencing or what they're alluding right. to. That's it's more clear in the other one that I'm going to do from the end of yeah, the episode. Yeah, I, I actually little try bit. to look it up a little bit to see if there was something, and yeah. I don't think there was. So I think it was yeah. just kind of let's just pick a time that's clearly way. It sort of feels like what's a clear blank space in history? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So this episode was written by Michael Waldron. Um, he is also the creator of the series. Uh, he did one episode of Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, he did one episode of Loki. I'm thinking that probably he wrote all six. Uh, probably. But IMDb isn't updated for more than one right, episode. because they don't so, want to give anything away. Right. 
So listen either before or after this episode for another Loki season one episode two uh, thing where we will talk about if he is also the writer. You would of that think one. that he would have told us um, because like you know he's he's such a close personal friend of ours, right? Well, yeah. If you're listening to this uh, and it's 2022 or three, you I mean Mikey is like a a, sta- a show. Oh, staple. of course, yeah. Oh, but, he's uh, almost the third host, really. You know, like I know, we right? really. I uh, mean, we legally we need to keep it just the two of us. But I mean, like you know, if there right. was an unofficial third brother here, it'd be him. Right. Yeah. Mike Dub, sure, for sure. <laughs> um, he also wrote eight episodes of the show Heels, which I think is about wrestling. It is, yes. And it features... Is that what... To... Yes, Arrow Stephen Amell, guy, right? Arrow, yeah. Yeah. The Green Arrow yeah. went on to, to, to do wrestling and stuff like that, which is cool. I watched him wrestle in the WWE wrestles, once. But... Wait, what was that? Oh, nice. I said it was a show either about shoes or wrestling or both. Yeah, uh, or but both. I'm... Yeah, no, he did... One time back when Arrow was still on the air... He did this really cool ass crossover where he straight up showed up on WWE and he did a promo where he was talking trash about Cody. What is his name? Cody star, I think is his name. And he was kind of like this second B tier wrestler or or whatever. Right. He was kind of getting ready to leave the WWE. So there was a bunch of like weird stuff going on with his storyline and straight up the arrow shows up and is like Corey Rhodes. It's Rhodes. That's what it is. The second I yeah. said it, that's what I knew. He's like, Corey Rhodes. <laughs> you heard it in the voice. Yeah. You have failed the WWE and this city. So he did a promo. And then the next episode, like the following week, he straight up got in the ring as the green arrow, just without the uh, the bow and arrow, because it was, sure. like, it was they, an even playing loud. field. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, and they wrestled. It was crazy. That's awesome. I, I genuinely, like, I'm not even a big wrestling person, but I was like, that was cool. I would watch yeah. that again. And so now he's doing yeah. it again. I'm like, all right, I'll watch. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then Waldron also is uh, at least one of the writers of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Very true. Um, which presume, possibly we've already covered earlier in the timeline. I love this show so very much. I know. Um, <laughs> all right. This I think it does make sense, though. Sorry, not to. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it does make sense now to know why he's the showrunner and like head writer on this, knowing that he wrote for uh, the Doctor Strange movie about the multiverse because this movie, I mean, this movie, this show gets into that same thing. Right. Yep. So this is this episode is directed by Kate Heron, H E R R O N, Mm -hmm. and I put in parentheses and all caps. She's British. (laughs) <laughs> which is um, which is cool. Uh, she directed four episodes of the Netflix show Sex Education, which is okay. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she directed all six episodes of Loki. Mm, um, okay. So, uh, and we have some actors, some IMDb actors mm-hmm. um, playing. Well, let me give you give me, let me give you a summary of the scene. Yes. The Time Variance Authority, the TVA, which I think was also the Tennessee Valley Authority, which is one of the New Deal programs uh, that built the Hoover Dam. Oh, Anyways, okay. Um, apparently after they built the Hoover Dam, they went into time travel variants. Um, but, uh, sense. then, um, so they are in 1549 in Aix-en-Provence in France, mm-hmm. investigating a murder. Murder and, yeah, most yeah. foul. A murder, très foul, as we like to say mm. in France. <laughs> and so we have uh, Mobius M. Mobius. Mm-hmm. His first and last name are both Mobius, and he and in the comics his nickname is Moby, and I find that adorable. And uh, we also have 
Um, so he is talking to some of the sort of foot soldiers, the the hunters, um, or what they call them, about like, yeah, this this appears to be the same mo as what we've been looking at before. And then uh, a French boy starts making uh, some noise at the back of the church, and he goes and talks to him. The French boy has a candy, uh, which doesn't appear to exist in either Marvel Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, or our own universe, right. called Kablooey. But it certainly wouldn't exist in 1549. But the kid has been eating it because the kid's teeth are blue. And that's the, that's, and that's the scene. That is the scene. <clears throat> so, let's get to our actors. Owen Wilson plays Mobius. Um, yes, that wow. Owen Wilson. Wow. Wow. Um, I wrote, it looks to me like this is his first comic-related thing that he's done. He's been in a bunch of Wes Anderson movies, and I think that may be the closest we get. So... <laughs> Sure. I he like I don't think that he really like yeah. And then uh the French boy is played by Raphael Luce or Luce. Um he I didn't he his IMDb was a bunch of like short films. So instead, here's a, a quick uh this is he's sort of like a one to watch. If it was like a Marvel card, it'd be like rookie one to watch, and instead of like here's what he's done, it's like yeah. here's who he is. So he was born in Vermont and raised in France for part of his life. Okay. He's bilingual, French and English. He splits his time between Los Angeles, New Orleans, Atlanta, and then the IMDb literally said et, like E-T, like French yeah. in, like French for and, et the south of France. Um, he often works as a stuntman as well, as he is a very what? active kid. His dad is a high wire walker, and he has learned to walk on the high wire himself. On top of acting, he hopes to make a career in the stunt industry. This so, kid is Dick Grayson. It is. Yeah, basically, what it feels yes. like, which is a different universe, yeah. but whatever. Right, Richard Grayson. Um, <laughs> and then the last actor that I could identify, there's a, a female voice um, in the beginning, like the very beginning of the scene. It's like, it looks like that's the same MO. And there uh, are other people standing there. Right. And there are only three, two or three female hunters listed on the MDB, mm-hmm. but... It's not credited anywhere. It would be a guess. Um, so I didn't I didn't make that guess. I mean, it also, um, to me, like that also probably was an 80-yard line. Sure. So yeah, it also I might agree. not have even been someone in the I scene, agree. really. Right, exactly. Um, so the last person is Hunter U92, uh, who is the guy that Mobius is talking to and also uh, who nearly kills this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he oh, is yeah. But That's also true. <laughs> yeah, He's oh, like it, was a a great, it was a great moment where... I speak French in this timeline too. Yeah, that that was a good line. He was like, "I yeah. speak all the other languages in the timeline too." Like, yeah. giving him some lip, and I was like, "Oh, it's good. That's good." So this guy is Derek Russo, um, which is a great name. Oh. He has been in one episode of Cobra Kai, oh. one episode of Creep Show, one episode of The Outsider. Okay. Uh, so that is, if you're counting two thirds, uh, Stephen King. Um, it's not. This is an, an exhaustive list, so that fraction is not right. But of what I've said so far, two thirds Stephen King. Um, he was in Jumanji: The Next Level, and uh, in three things that seem uh, at least, at the very least, interesting. Uh, he was in Ash versus Lobo and the DC Dead, okay. um, where he played Lobo. Uh, he was in Scorpion versus Jason, where he played Jason Voorhees, and he was in Super Mario Taken where he played Bowser. I have to imagine Super Mario Taken is Super Mario Brothers plus I have a very specific set of skills. Yeah, 
that has to Which be some sort of like side project that's definitely yeah. not so or like a college humor sort of yes. deal. yeah oh exactly. god yes that oh my god i wonder if that is just a college humor thing <laughs> i'm gonna look that up and while i'm looking um, it up and the other th- oh sorry no god say, say your thing the one last thing is he was in a, a, a movie called gotham inner demon in, sorry gotham inner city demons was the other thing that i wrote down he was in it is not um college humor but it is a company called wtf lol nice so not college humor but not not right it's like it's it's your uh discount college humor right is pepsi okay yeah i think i think i would like to watch that because that seems like a good combination of things yeah i'm gonna send it to you don't worry um okay so those are our actors let's talk a little bit about 16th century france um so this takes place in x on X en Provence, which is uh, the X part is spelled A I X, which is cool. Um, oh, that's where your name came from in our Zoom call. Yeah. Um, okay, so the region of Provence became a member of the Kingdom of France in 1481. Then, two decades later, Louis the Twelfth um, established the Parliament of Provence in Aix en Provence. By 1535, the powers of the Seneschal of Provence were given to the Parliament of Aix. It was modeled after the Parliament of France. Basically, it gave them actual power to do stuff. It says right. it set administrative and regulatory guidelines for Provence. It was also in charge of police and healthcare, as well as the oversight of boarding houses, prostitution, religious freedom, etc. Which is, you know, it's a qu- quite a big uh, swath of responsibilities. Um, it says at times the Parliament was closer to the King of France or the Pope, depending on its wishes. For example, in 1590, which takes place after this, uh, when it refused to follow Henry IV of France, the king established another parliament in Pertuis. So, like, he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll start a new one over here because they won't go with me. Um, it says it comprised pre- first presidents, presidents a mortier, advisors, general advocates, advocates for the poor, etc. By 1604, it became legal to purchase a hereditary position and pass it on to one's male heirs. By 1789, only 6% were commoners. The rest were of which were aristocrats because everyone had bought their way into being an aristocrat. Um, A third were only recently ennobled, even though by 1769 it became practically impossible to join the parliament if one failed to have four aristocratic ancestors. And the parliament of Provence was dismantled in September 1790 during the French Revolution. The monarch of France at the time was Henry II. He was two years into his reign. Um, The president of Provence at the time was Jean Meunier. Uh, he was born in 1495. His dad was also... So it's actually first president of Provence. Uh, this confused me because the title is first president. Um, so when I... So this guy is first president of Provence. I was like, oh, he's the first. And his dad was also the first president of Provence. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? It's because the title is first president. So he is remembered for being responsible for the 1545 massacre of Marin... Marindol, uh, engendered in part because by his colored account, colored accounts forwarded to Francis the first of activities of the Protestants. So basically, this was a time when England and France were at war because Catholic versus Protestant. Um, this guy basically got a bunch of Protestants killed um, on on purpose, murdered. That's the word, murdered a bunch of of of, of Protestants. Um, and murder. Yes. Okay. Mur- I, I, the, I think I'm you familiar know, with like this a concept. real murder. Uh, um, and then uh, it says the massacres were followed by a wave of looting so 
<clears throat> you know, like massacres always are. Um, right. Your your typical you your, know, your typical, typical post massacre looting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we all a know. PML, we as we like the process. Yeah. What did you just yeah, say? Yeah, exactly. A PML, as we call it. Oh, I thought you just a said Tim looting. Allen. Uh, for some reason, I was like, "What are you?" No. Saying? You know, like how Tim Allen looted after that massacre he caused. <laughs> that he caused. Oh, yeah, that oh, he oh, did. Her. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Tim Allen does a massacre. Um. Okay. So anyway, next that's time, all that I got. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. I couldn't find why fifteen forty nine in France. They're in a church. So that yeah. so the, the the Protestant Catholic thing could be a thing. Um there's a thing later that we're going to get to in uh 1858 about something being done early. Um This is gonna sound like a this, really like, buck wild question. So yeah. Forgive me because I don't know what years anything ever happened in, really. Okay. The hunchback of Notre Dame. When is that supposed to have taken place? That is the 1400s, I believe. Okay. All right. So Hold on one sec. I can confirm in that. In my head, I was like, what if it's supposed to, like, they don't really show the the, the body. So I was like, what well, if it's supposed Notre to Dame's be? And Notre Dame's also not in Aix-en-Provence. That's also a good point. Somehow, brain wasn't fully connecting <laughs> all the dots just now. Uh, and, see, and uh, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame was written in 1831. So, um well, it was written in 1831, but like that's not when it but took place. But it's not place, set in the future. No, but it was t- set it was future. set in like the past, wasn't it? It was set in 1482. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm not far, um, just not, not in the same location. Not far off. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm within a hundred years and probably within a hundred hundred ish miles, <laughs> maybe. Noted futurist Victor Hugo wrote <laughs> the Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so it could be about like doing something before it was supposed to happen in history. Because we see later in the episode, there's something that happens before it's supposed to happen, uh, which I will talk about in 1859, 1856, 1858. Hold on. I will talk about that in 1858. um, But for right now, I couldn't find a solid why 1549 in terms of what is the plot here. Yeah, exactly. Why that year plot style? Um, Plot edition, special plot edition. Mobius, Moby M. Mobius. Uh, mm-hmm. He made his first appearance in Fantastic Four number 353. Um, he was originally a member of the TVA's junior management, and then through meticulous attention to detail, he was promoted to the position of executive in senior management. Um, he first encountered the Fantastic Four when prosecuting them for illegal time use, continuity yeah. theft, and other various charges. Um, however, the Fantastic Four were able to escape under his supervision. He lost a bunch of files, was in danger of promotion. Then he basically tried to re-get the Fantastic Four. But then they were like, then instead of, I guess, re-getting them, they like kind of wrote him a letter of recommendation. (laughs) And then, so he didn't lose his job. Um, And then he also uh, prosecuted, he was the judge on She-Hulk's prosecution when she was on trial for uh, trying to warn Hawkeye of his there was a time displaced version of Hawkeye and she tried to tell him sort of Doc Brown style about his death yes. and that was not good Yeah, I actually um, read about then that. a villain attacked the courthouse and she Hulk defeated them so they were like listen we're cool um, except she had to take one of the TVA's prisoners uh, into her custody and she chose this character named the two gun kid um, yeah that was yeah 
I don't I don't remember. Do you, do you remember that that those events? No. What I mean is I was actually reading up on this uh, myself the other day as well. Oh, okay, I see. I was reading about this and I was like, who in <gasps> the world is this supposed to be? I had no idea what was Colin, happening. Colin. Yeah. I own Fantastic Four 353. Do you really? I think Hold on, did I did I get that? Yeah, I do. I have 353 and 354. Well, looks like it's going to be another classic James and Colin. James takes pictures of the comic book and sends it to Colin. And sends it to Colin. Um that's so exciting. Um basically if it's 1991 to 1993 or so and it's Fantastic 4, I'm I'm on it. Um so that is sure. the very real character of Mobius M Mobius Moby M Mobius. Mm-hmm. Um and the other thing I had was about kablooey gum or candy, which I could not find. Which we could not find. Yeah, makes sense. And that is all that I have for 1549. Colin, anything else you want to add or or question or, or anything at all? No, I just think that this is uh, already proving that they pretty much found out about our project and went, hey, right? um, we're going to fuck all that up. When in, in the first... Not to spoil, I'll take it completely out of context, but in the first like four minutes when they were like reset the timeline, I was like, wait, are we doing a timeline based show? Yeah. What is happening here? And the answer is yes. The answer is <laughs> yes. Uh, and I was going to say, what's funny is like, I I didn't have any indication that that's what it was going to be about. You know what I mean? We knew it might have something to do with the timeline because of it being Loki. Right. I mean, well, sorry. Yes. Like in that regard, but, yes. Because of the fact that like we knew that he escaped from his timeline. Right. But, like, it was this thing where, like, I didn't quite expect it to be, like, going in and out of, like, way beyond the time that we've really seen in these movies. Right. right. So when they yeah. were, like, 1549 and stuff, that, I was like, what the heck? I was like, yeah. what is going on? So Love it. Oh, God. I'm really excited to see uh, what comes next on this show. Me too. Like, like is it going to be, are we going to come back to 1549? Who knows? Who uh, that's knows? a good question. Don't know. Future James and Colin. Um, Ooh, that is the people who fun. knows. Um, yeah. So um, I, my wife just sent me a message where she quoted our child um, about not being able to sleep. That's funny. <laughs> um, so that is all I have for uh, for the, the show this week. Shall I, do you want to move us into social media? Yeah, let's move into social media. If you would like to talk to us about how messed up the timeline is, uh, or potentially to ask a question or whatever, you can write to us on Twitter at TimelineScav. Uh, you can also email us at TimelineScavengers at gmail.com. And you can do things like uh, give us some theories. Uh, you can send us all sorts of questions. Uh, send you, us pictures of yourself in Aix en Provence. Yes, like that, a selfie of you, you in the can town. Send us uh, like cosplay stuff, which we'll share. Sure. You can send us fan art of Marvel stuff, which we'll share. Uh, or us. Or yeah, hey, fan art of us. I'm also into that yeah. uh, stuff like that. So you know, whatever you know, whatever floats your boat, write to us somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we will catch you there. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at. Colin M. Parker, that is C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. Um, and the Scavengers If you want to find me... Oh, you, no, sorry. I was going to say, and the Scavengers Network at ScavengersNet. If you want to find me, you can uh, find me on Twitter at UnabashedJames. That has the letters A, B, and A in it. <laughs> um, so that is how you spell that in part. 
But tune in next time for the rest of the clues. <laughs> the final thing that we have to talk about is Patreon.com. Patreon.com yes. slash The Scavengers Network. For $2 a month, you can get access to this bonus content for our show and for all the other shows. Just recently, James and I put out uh, some bloopers from the creation of the ad for this show, uh, plus yep. the actual ad in full, which is very good, very fun. The first of probably 800 ads that we'll make for this show because we don't mm-hmm. want to use the same one for 17 years. Right. Um, well, eventually we'll be putting ads into directly into the, the cerebral cortex because that's what podcasts will be. Right. But uh, so for now, we're just doing ear stuff. Right, right, right. Uh, and then uh, also uh, we to the same day that we recorded this, we also recorded something about the 20th anniversary of uh, Blink. Uh, nope, not Blink and you'll miss it. Blink 182s. <laughs> See, now we've done the exact same opposite thing <laughs> that you did in that episode. Uh, right. No, but uh, Blink 182s, take off your pants and jacket, turn 20 today on the day yep. of this recording. Uh, not when you hear it, but when we've recorded it. Uh, so we just recorded a bonus episode breaking down the 20th anniversary of that. So you can find that yep. there and a whole bunch of other stuff. Patreon.com slash The Scavengers Network. Uh, I'll try to have that that Blink One Ninety Two thing up by this by the time this comes out. We'll, it, well, I mean, we'll, it, here's the thing: we'll if it see. doesn't, you know to expect it, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look forward to it. It's like you know the future. Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's context. It's foreshadowing, right? It's, it's everything <laughs> that this show is all about. Uh, exactly. Well, anyway, that's all we've got for you on this episode. Thank you so much for joining us here on Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior! Français. Excel. Uh, hang on. How, how do French people sound? L'excelsior. 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 Wait, wait, French listeners, please come back. Oh my God, please. Excelsior. We're sorry. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. There you go. They do it like French, but still Stanley. Exactly. Anyway. Excelsior. <laughs> That'll make it in there somewhere. All right, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.